0: Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast, Broken to Breathtaking. I'm your host, Alicia Olson, and in this podcast, I teach you all about healthy relationships, healing from trauma, and supporting loved ones through abuse and mental illness, all with a faith-based focus. If this is something that you're interested in, feel free to subscribe and listen to more episodes because I update every other Wednesday. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, 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 beautiful people! Welcome to Broken to Breathtaking. This is my first episode. I'm so excited to be recording this, and so excited that you're all tuning in. So, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is all about abuse, mental illness, and healing from it. Specifically, using Christ's atonement, coming closer to Christ, and then tools to develop confidence to work childhood regression like whatever resources that you can take um tools that you can access while you grow in your faith and while you come closer to christ to maximize your healing all right in today's episode since it's the first episode i thought it could be beneficial to just share a little bit about my story so for those of you who don't know i am 20 years old i'm currently serving a service mission for my church I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and what a service mission is is I'm essentially just living at home for 18 months and I don't have a job I don't go to school all I do is go out and do service I only have a couple months left and then I'm off to college which is very exciting but yeah so that's where I'm at right now but I want to share a little bit about how I've got to the point where I am and why I decided to start this podcast So there are several reasons why I I thought it would be a good idea to start this podcast. The first being I want to raise awareness and we're going to go exactly into what I want to raise awareness about later on in this episode um, with a little more detail about it but that's the primary reason I want to raise awareness. The second reason is I want to help others on their healing journey, help others come to Christ so that they can also experience the same healing that I have experienced because Christ is the master healer and we are able to access his atonement every single day. And that's such a beautiful thing. So that's the second one. The third reason I started this podcast is because I want to provide y'all with resources, uh, whether that's holistic, psychiatric, physical, whatever those resources are, providing you with different tools that you can use to try and help you on your healing journey um, and as well as how to help you understand how to interact with other people who are either experiencing abuse or mental illness or struggling in a toxic relationship at this time and what you can do as a friend a family member a co-worker etc in order to help and and to understand what they're really going through in that moment okay and the final reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I felt it was part of my divine purpose. And we have an episode coming up with a wonderful guest speaker that is all about discovering your purpose and your divine purpose. And for me, part of that comes down to using my voice, not just for the sake of talking, but telling my story and being heard and using my voice to help other people come to Christ. And so that's, the whole point of this podcast essentially and we're gonna do this in lots and lots of different ways but that's the goal is to help y'all come to Christ help y'all develop compassion and healing so with that said let's go a little bit into my story why am I even interested specifically in the abuse and mental illness side of things so I'm gonna start with the mental illness And then we'll get into the abuse side of things a little bit later on in this episode, but let's start with social anxiety. So I struggled with social anxiety for as long as I can remember, to the point that my mom will tell this story quite frequently when we we bring this topic up, that I was like four years old, three years old at dance classes, and I would sit on the side the whole time. Not just because I was being stubborn, which I was a very stubborn kid, but because I was too scared to be a part of the group. And that was strange because my mom would often say, she's like, you're not shy. And it's true. I'm not. I love people. I think people are so fascinating. I love analyzing and figuring out what makes you tick. What are your experiences? What... What has led you to become the person that you are today? What are your beliefs and all the things I really love learning about people and getting to know people and I love cultures and I love all those things and I am a really nice friendly person so it was strange for my mom knowing that to see me avoiding entering the group, entering the social circle, talking to people it was strange and I, and that was the case from a very early age like 3 years old and we know now that that was just a form of social anxiety we didn't understand that at the time and we didn't understand it until years and years later but that's kind of where i was and that's how i grew up was always this just constant paralyzing fear of being a part of the social group of inserting myself of talking of having attention on me of talking to people or being judged, I think that's kind of the core of it, was the fear of being judged or that people would see a side of me that I didn't like. Whatever the case was, it resulted in a crippling anxiety that only got more and more debilitating as I grew up. It only got worse. It started off bad and it got worse, which I feel like is probably pretty normal with mental illness because a lot of mental illness is rooted in false beliefs, false negative beliefs, and and thought patterns. And a lot of it can be resolved through Christ, right? And rewriting and rewiring the way you think and the things that you believe at your core. Because my false belief was, there's something inherently wrong with me and these people are going to see it. But as I rewrote that, and we'll get into this later, as I rewrote that, as I developed faith in Christ, like who cares what other people think? because Christ loves me, right? Because God loves me, because I am a child of God. It doesn't matter what they think. As I grew in that faith, the anxiety started to go away. And we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, as I grew up, it just kind of got worse and worse and worse to the point that fast forward to 15, 16 years old, I tried three different swim teams in the course of 10 months and I quit every single one of them not because I'm a person who likes to quit things I'm not it was because I had so much anxiety about going and every single day it was a mental battle all day long as I attempted to prepare myself to go to swim practice like I couldn't focus on any of my classes, I was online schooled, which was helpful because I could just turn off my camera and not comment, but I would be thinking the whole day of swim practice and can I get out of it, and, and no, Lisi, I gotta, you gotta be brave, you gotta do this, you gotta be strong, and trying to listen to all these super empowering pep talks with epic music playing in the background, And but then I would get there. And I would have a panic attack in the bathroom for two hours and then when practice was over I would either go home or I would swim by myself for a little bit. I remember on the third team that I tried, I remember getting there was probably my second day and I remember having my mom on the phone with me and she's so sweet. She was trying to talk me through it, trying to coach me and help me and guide me and she was doing it so in such a loving way. But I remember standing at the door with my hand on the door handle, looking in. I could see the pool. I could see the coach. I could see all of it because it was a glass door. And I was just frozen. And I literally couldn't move. Because what happens when you experience an extreme form of mental illness is it's almost like you're booted into the passenger seat. You're no longer the one in control. And that's that's what it feels like. So it was like watching through somebody else's eyes. Like I was almost like a dream as my heart is pounding and I'm shaking and I'm just holding the door handle and I'm listening to my sweet mother going, just go inside. Once you open that door, even a crack, you will smell the chlorine. That's a very comforting smell for me. (laughs) Even though people have tried to discourage that. It's a very comforting smell for me because it reminds me of the pool and that's a safe place for me, ironically. Once, she's like, once you're in the water, you're going to be fine. It's that, been that way at every competition you've ever been to. The second you hit the water, you were calm as the Belizean seas. But I didn't believe it. And I remember she's on the phone. I was like, okay, mom, love you. I hung up, and I remember as my feet turned me around, walked me back to the bathroom, and I had a full-on mental breakdown for the next hour and a half. I never went in and then a week later I quit the team because it was the same thing every single day another example I had the incredible opportunity when I was 14 years old to go on a humanitarian trip to Guatemala and I love Guatemala I love traveling but Guatemala holds a very special place in my heart because of this trip because I learned so much on this trip about life and about poverty and about people and about the true nature of people and it completely changed my life going on this trip so it holds a very near and dear spot in my heart but anyway I mean I was on this incredible trip and my mom was there and I was surrounded by like-minded people other teenagers who also were passionate and excited about life and who wanted to live a meaningful life and who wanted to serve people and go on adventures and, and create a better world. I was surrounded by people who thought in that same way that I do and who were excited about those same things that I am. And yet, I had such a hard time breaking out of my shell where my mom and I are over here knowing that if I would just be myself, then... I would have, then, you know, everyone would have loved me. We would have had a great time. And yet, I couldn't do it. There was like a block preventing me from being myself. I was so scared to do so. So, we're in these groups, you know, we're talking, everyone's telling stories and sharing incredible, deep, enlightening thoughts. And even if I had something to say, if I would try to say anything, my brain would just, it was like it would just shut off and I couldn't think of anything. It was like words just disappeared. Anyway, all that to say, that didn't go away until earlier this year. When, late last year, earlier this year, it's been a bit of a process, but in that timeline, where I was really praying last April. Heavenly Father, how do I heal from my trauma? And I was like, you've given me all these priesthood blessings and all of them talk about how through Christ's atonement I'm going to be healed, but how? How is that going to happen? And the answer I got actually came in general conference, and I think it was in President Nelson's talk. But the Spirit spoke to me through that and said, stop asking how and just have I'm going to put a whole episode on faith later on because this is so crucial. Every, it's mentioned all over in the scriptures. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Oh, time and time and time again, people are healed through their faith in Christ. And he's able to bless them, right? The woman who had the blood disease had so much faith. She's like, if I just touch his robes, I will be healed. And she was. And I didn't realize, but I didn't realize this at the time. I didn't really understand yet the importance of faith. I was just kind of like, okay, <laughs> that's my first step. I'll do it. So I did. And as I increased in faith, my anxiety started to go away. And it, sometimes it sometimes it takes a lot of time. Except for some situations, some people, it takes longer than others. But in the end, Christ can heal you, always. But if not, he will eventually. And if he doesn't right now, what is there for you to learn? What is there for you to grow through? Who is going to be blessed because you went through this experience? Because as you go through this experience and the longer you go through it, there's going to be somebody that you can relate to better than anybody else in the world can relate to other than Christ so there are people that you were here to serve and your experiences are going to help you do that and so sometimes when it doesn't go away right away that's part of it and sometimes it's because Heavenly father's like there's something you need to resolve right that you uh, a thought process you need to adjust developing faith that was mine i needed to develop faith in christ before he would actively heal me so Whatever the case may be, everyone's on their own journey, but Christ can always heal you and Christ's atonement is there to bless us always, all the time, every day, every second of the day. The second part of my story, well, one of the, there's more to it, but the second general part of my story was the abuse. For this podcast, the part that really, I think, matters is the friendships that I had. Now, when I was 14, a lot happened at that age. We moved to San Antonio. I love San Antonio! But that was where I met these two girls, and I'm going to call them Akiko and Callie. But we became fast friends, and I, I adored them, and I love spending time with them, but they got so toxic so fast. I didn't even realize it, because I had never because I was in a deeply insecure state, because I was, I had so much self-hatred, I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like, I had already experienced traumas at this point, and so I really was not, I was kind of the perfect victim, because I also had this, deep desire to serve and help and love people and so I would give and give and give and give and and never really get anything in return except for those initials except for that initial phase when they would love bomb me and we're going to go into all the abuse cycle we're going to go into all the emotional manipulation the grooming all that stuff in future episodes to kind of paint a better picture so I won't go into detail about that now but Suffice to say, they ended up getting really abusive and toxic, and I had no idea it was happening until it was too late. To the point that... So Akiko was the worst, and she she abused both me and Callie. Callie was just as much a victim as I was, and Callie had so much past trauma as well, but that doesn't excuse the things that she did, of course. But she was very emotionally manipulative and abusive and toxic and she assaulted me once. Akiko assaulted me multiple times and was just straight up I haven't for, I haven't finished the forgiveness process. So forgive me for what I'm about to say. She was kind of the worst. <laughs> I'm still working on the forgiveness process. I've come a long way, but she was kind of the worst. At least at that time. I don't know, maybe she's better now, but I'm not talking to her, but at that time she was kind of the worst. And I thought she was the best, though. I loved her. I had so much fun hanging out with her. Except until I didn't anymore. And it got bad enough that after four, four or and a half years, I would get the notification pop up on my phone that says, like, Akiko is typing for Snapchat. And I would have a full-on panic attack. It was that bad. Because I never knew what to expect. Like, it started off great and fine and dandy. And it was always this... You're so great, Lisey. And she was giving me these presents and it was like, you can never be broken. You're You're so wonderful. You're so this, you're so pretty, you're so this. And by the end of it, it was so bad that just her name would send me into an absolute complete collapse mentally and emotionally. I didn't get out of that situation until Akiko attacked Callie so violently that Callie had to go to the ER. And that was when it clicked in my brain that, oh shoot, Akiko has been assaulting me all these years. And I just ha- I had no idea. Like, I I knew it was happening, but I was so dissociated and I had shoved it down so fast immediately after and I had excused everything that she did And made excuses for her to a point that like it wasn't at the forefront of my mind because I'd shoved it so deep down and it finally registered and then it was like the floodgates opened and it just all hit me so a few months later I left her made a police report and then a few months later after I left Akiko I ended up leaving Cali as well which was really hard but that's really what ignited my desire to raise awareness about this issue specifically Girls can rape people, guys. I I know that I'm gonna say, I said that very bluntly, but it's true. Being a woman does not just exempt someone from being an abuser, from being someone who assaults people, from being a child molester, from being violent. And not all women, there are plenty of incredible, wonderful ladies who would never do this. But there are those girls out there and do go out and assault people. And they get away with it because we don't talk about this. That's why I want to raise awareness because there are so many, way more than we realize, survivors out there who have been hurt by women and they haven't said anything. Because what happens when they do? Because I keep seeing, oh my gosh it makes me so sick, I keep seeing these events happening where a guy is attacked by women or a group of women and assaulted and people are telling him he's lucky for a lot of people that is the most traumatizing horrible experience that could be experienced in this life and he's lucky but that's the response that people get for me the response was typically how is that even possible they're girls and you're a girl like how does that work And i'm like it works it it still is a thing it doesn't make it any less of assault because it's slightly different in the way that it's performed. It's still assault. It has the same damage to your brain that it would otherwise. So that's why I want to raise awareness because I want pe- I want to give voice to survivors who are being silenced. Now I don't want you to just be afraid of every woman in your life because I don't think that's healthy and I don't think that's a happy way of living. Maybe I could talk about that at some point. How to be smart and happy at the same time. Smart but not scared. There you go, smart but not scared. If y'all want an episode about that, let me know in the comments or shoot me an email. But yeah, that's essentially, that's what happened. I've come a huge way in my healing. Immediately after that happened, I was in a really, really dark place, mentally and emotionally. Now I've healed so much through Christ and I've healed so much through my own efforts so there's, you are responsible for your own healing, right? And for turning to Christ for that healing. You're responsible to take those first steps. And he can fill in the gaps, but you have to move forward. As I've done that though, I've come a, a very long way and I've gotten so much better. Now I'm in a not a perfect place, but a much better place. A really good place where I can want to inspire and help others heal and come to Christ and help them find and make create a meaningful life despite and regardless or even because of all of these challenges that y'all are experiencing so i want to leave this with a hopeful message and that is that healing is possible healing does happen I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle in my life and in the lives of those around me. Healing is possible through our Savior Jesus Christ. He died for us so that we could become like him, so that we could return to live with our loving Heavenly Father once again. Healing is possible. Healing does happen. And healing can happen for you. With that, I'm going to close off today's episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to talk with you. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brokeintobreathtaking at gmail.com. Have a fantastic week, my lovely friends. I will be posting a new episode every other Wednesday from here on out. So I'll see y'all in the next episode.